Welcome to the ugly truth. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situation. Design. They can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets, the whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, it ain't you against me. We're with you, Tom. We will not back down. This is the ugly truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Speaking of Tom, hey Tom, what's up? Tom McDonald has given us permission to use his music and his videos in our podcast. And here's another one to kick off this episode since we have an extra few minutes here. This is Dirty Money by Tom McDonald. They're angry that they'll never shut me up, I'm making more noise Turn me up or turn me down, it's your choice Black lives only matter when they got a corpse to exploit Cause the media made millions off the protests for George Floyd That's called ad revenue, they make cash selling you All the crap in the ads while they broadcast news Ooh, the network full of liars got investment capital and segments sponsored by Pfizer And the freedom fighters, I feel like the left just plants them To infiltrate the right, it's extensive planning Then it happens overnight, it's impressive branding Make a million off of shirts that say let's go branding It's a Cash grab, everyone's a lab rat Amazon made billions of dollars from sanitizer and black mass And that's that Funny how the terrorists who attack Always come from places that are oil rich and have gas Democrats, they don't give a damn What is this about? Our military trapped in the Middle East Can't get them out Heroes are the ones who had the constitution written down Y'all are using hero while describing Kyle Rittenhouse One cent, two cent, three cents, four We get less and they get more My insult since we were born They want money song it's all classified intelligence don't need to go to war to secretly be getting benefits when russia launches rockets we condemn them but there's evidence a u.s politician owns the screws they're assembled with ain't no war on drugs it's economic you make money off an inmate every jail cell is profit our prisons are privately owned illegal marijuana just mean kids smoking weed turn the dollars in their pockets let's be honest domestic threats in comparison to nuclear powers who hate the west is embarrassing still we label truckers in the convoy as terrorists and confiscate donations we have no idea where it is a pipeline Price of gas goes higher Stock market crash, everybody gets fired Economy is weak while we trying to beat a virus One trillion dollars in debt to China We celebrate the smallest battles we're winning So they can publish the headline that's gonna fuel the vision But if we champion the crumbs, then it's crumbs that we're giving And we don't make any progress, we're stuck at the beginning One cent, two cent, three cents, four We get less and they get more My insult since we were born They want money Dirty money Dirty money I don't want your dirty 
make a buck, they take from us. It's all about the money, 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 money. The dollar runs our lives until we die. It's all about the money, 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 money. It controls your mind and it controls it mind. Thirty dollars fill their pockets while our coffins fill the ground. They make profits. Yeah, Tom McDonald, thank you, sir. Appreciate your intro, and thank you for that video there. He was recently and is currently number one in the world and the, on the globe, on the planet, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> with that crazy Jew named Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and the two of them decided to get together and make a rap video, and they hit number one in the world and the billboard, and they um flying high right now. So, anyway... Tom McDonald is a character, but he speaks the truth, and he represents our attitude here, and it's uh, kind of a test for our channels that censor us, because a couple of years ago, when we would speak this same truth, we would be getting strikes left right. and right, and so we'll see what happens now. We're not telling any, uh, we're not talking about anything that's not already proven, and if we do, it's our opinion. And True. We should not be banned for anything like that. But if we are, so what? We are live on Rumble, and we are live on Facebook, live on Twitch, live on Twitter, live on our website at diggingdeepertv.com, and we're trying out our YouTube channel to see oh. just <laughs> what happens. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth... Of the big lie. Yeah, we don't usually get into the political, directly political stuff, but tonight we decided we, sh we should probably at least touch on it. Well, yes and no, um, because I guess I've, we've never really discussed this. I've never really given you this angle, probably, but I don't really believe that, that fraud and corruption are necessarily... Politics. We know politics are synonymous with fraud and corruption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but fraud and corruption has other areas. And so we dig True. into fraud and corruption in all areas. And it just so happens that we see evidence, clear evidence, proof, complete, absolute proof, clear and convincing evidence that there was an absolute coordinated effort to throw a United States presidential election mm -hmm. in a lot of ways before 2020, before 2016, before 2012. In fact, this goes way back to the 60s and probably beyond. But right. we're going to start tonight at the turn of the century. Yes. With a 2000 video that I discovered years ago about a gentleman who was testifying. He was a programmer, so I was interested to see what he said. He was testifying to the fact that these new machines by Diebold could be rigged to change votes. Yeah, I've got a couple. We, we were like, yeah, that's not a big deal, okay? Yeah. That's no big deal. As programmers, we know that. We know software can change anything inside inside the machine. So anyway... Let's go ahead and get started on tonight's episode. I'm just almost sweating bullets here. 
I mean, sweat and blood, whatever it is, this is a topic. In fact, it was our topic for episode number three. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. Ever. Yeah. And we're on over a thousand episodes total. Yeah. Total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. All right. So the right to vote in a free and fair election is the most basic civil right, one in which many of the other rights of American people depend on. Mm-hmm. Amen. Contrary to the claims of many on the left, voter fraud is a very real problem. When someone commits voter fraud, the process is no longer fair. Everyone's vote gets diluted. And in some cases, election results are changed. The Heritage Foundation's Hans von Spakovsky. Probably Hans. Hans Hans van Spakovsky. Yeah, that word. Good. (laughs) Small small print. (laughs) (laughs) Explains that in the freest nation in the world, our system of government and our very liberty depend on free and fair elections, whether they're seeing a mayor or the selecting a mayor or the president of the United States. Every American must be able to trust the process or the democratic system itself breaks down. In the freest nation in the world, our system of government and our very liberty depend on free and fair elections. Whether they're selecting a mayor or the president of the United States, every American must be able to trust the process or the democratic system itself breaks down. When someone commits voter fraud, the process is no longer fair. Everyone's vote gets diluted and in some cases, election results are changed. Contrary to the claims of many on the left, voter fraud is a very real problem. As the Supreme Court noted when it upheld Indiana's voter ID law, flagrant examples of voter fraud have been documented throughout this nation's history. The National Commission on Federal Election Reform has said that in many close elections, fraud can absolutely change the outcome. Cases of local elections getting overturned because of fraud have occurred in New Jersey, Indiana, and many other states. Although the Heritage Foundation's voter fraud database has detailed cases of hundreds of people who've been convicted in recent years, the fact is voter fraud often goes undetected. And even when it's discovered, overburdened prosecutors rarely prioritize these cases. Fraudsters can steal votes and change election outcomes in several ways, including voting in someone else's name registering in multiple locations to vote multiple times in the same election. Voting even though they're not eligible because they're felons or they're non-citizens. Or paying or intimidating people to vote for certain candidates. Unfortunately, many on the left are attempting to make election fraud easier by fighting laws that require an ID to vote. They've pushed to get non-citizens and jailed inmates to vote. And they've sued states that have tried to purge their voter rolls of people registered in multiple states. How can we fix the problem? Well, since states control much of the electoral process, they must pass laws requiring government-issued IDs to vote. That ensures people aren't stealing others' identities and their right to vote. States also should join voter registration cross-check programs to identify voters registered in multiple places. One cross-check program has identified hundreds of thousands of potential duplicate registrations across 30 states, as well as evidence of illegal double voting. States should also compare voter rolls with government records to identify convicted felons and non-citizens who should be removed from the rolls. 
and the federal government should cooperate with these efforts and make Department of Homeland Security and other databases available to state officials. Preserving this great experiment that is America depends on having free and fair elections where all Americans can trust the process and the results. Something as critical as election integrity can't be left to a simple honor system. One of the most important roles of government is to safeguard the electoral process and ensure that every voter's right to cast a ballot is protected. That not only protects our right to vote, that's how we protect the future of our very republic. That was a whole lot of shoulds in that video that aren't happening. But now we've come to Clint Curtis, the video you were talking about earlier, a veteran computer programmer who testified at a U.S. congressional hearing about being contacted by Florida congressperson to rig Florida's elections. Who controls the software that tells electronic voting machines what to do? Mr. Curtis, would you please state your full name for the record? My uh, name is Clinton Eugene Curtis. In December 2004, a group of Congress members met to gather information about the technology used in the November election. One witness was Clint Curtis, a computer programmer, who testified about being asked to create vote-switching software. Mr. Curtis, are there programs that can be used to secretly fix elections? Yes. How do you know that to be the case? Because in October of 2000, I wrote a prototype for Congressman Tom Feeney. It would rig an election? It would flip the vote 51-49. And he was very specific on what he wanted. He wanted it to be touchscreen capable, which if you write it in Windows, it's XY coordinates, it's mouse movements, it's, it's done, no problem. He wanted it to be so you didn't have to have any third-party implements. You didn't have to sit across the street with a keyboard, you didn't have to bring something in, a little chip and insert it in the computer, nothing. He wanted so you could go to the screen, hit some hidden buttons, and flip the vote and decide who the winner is just by doing that. Who did you say you were asked to prepare? I was asked by Tom Feeney. At that time, he was Speaker of the House of Florida. And he asked you to design a code to rig an election? Yes. While he was Speaker of the Florida House? Yes. He wanted the source code so that you, when the manipulation happened, you couldn't see it even if you saw the source code. This is to control the vote in South Florida. So I told Rena, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You know, that'll get you in trouble. And so, you know, with the bulk of finding out how dishonest Feeney and this company was, it was time for me to leave. So I quit and moved on. I've been told that people who assume that a large fraction of the election result may have been affected by uh, deliberate fraud in the computer are paranoid because they, in order to do that, you have to have access to thousands of machines. To what extent is that true? It depends on the technology you use. If you did a central tabulation machine that fed in, all you'd have to do is set a flag. So one person putting in bad code in a central tabulation machine could affect thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of votes. Right. And your testimony is under oath. Yes, sir. And the testimony you've given is true. Yes, sir. Thank you. Soon after he testified, 
Clint Curtis passed a lie detector test administered by the retired chief polygraph operator for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. History will repeat itself unless we act. <laughs> and this character has a lot more actual history. That's my guy. That's the one I was telling you about, the one yep. that testified back then. And the strange thing about that is he got into politics, switched sides. He was working for a Republican, Tom Feeney, and then he actually switched sides, became a Democrat, and ran against him in in Florida. <laughs> Lost, though. Yeah. But anyway, and then he continued to do other things. I think he ran and won something else. But he is quite a cult character, and uh, it, we aren't done yet. Let's keep going. There's more, right? Yes. So, in this video, in 2008, testimony before the Committee on House Administration, Professor Edward W. Felton gives a hands-on demonstration of how Benedict Arnold stole the election from George Washington. I told you it was going we to go way back, but didn't <laughs> think check you were going to go back to Benedict Arnold. From a security standpoint, what distinguishes computerized voting systems from traditional systems is not that computers are easier to compromise, but that the consequences of compromise can be so much more severe. Tampering with an old-fashioned ballot box can affect a few hundred votes at most, but injecting a virus into a single computerized voting machine can potentially affect an entire election. Two weeks ago, my colleagues Ari Feldman and Alex Halderman and I released a detailed security analysis of this machine, the Diebold AccuVote TS, which is used in Maryland, Georgia, and elsewhere. My written testimony summarizes the findings of our study. One main finding is that the machines are susceptible to computer viruses that spread from machine to machine and silently transfer votes from one candidate to another. Such a virus requires moderate computer programming skills to construct. Launching it requires access to a single voting machine for as little as one minute. I will now demonstrate this using a virus we constructed in our laboratory. We've set up here a simulated election for president between George Washington and Benedict Arnold. It's election day morning and we just opened the polls. No votes have been cast yet. I'll start by casting the first vote. When I checked in at the polling place at the front desk, the poll workers gave me this voter card, which I now insert into the machine. Remember, Diebold became Dominion. I press the start button and I choose to cast my vote for George Washington. The machine asks me to confirm my choice, and I confirm my choice and cast my ballot. The second vote is similar. I insert another voter card. I choose George Washington again. And again, I confirm and cast my ballot. The third voter inserts another voter card and votes again for George Washington. The correct vote counted this election, obviously, is George Washington three, Benedict Arnold zero. Now it's the close of election day. A poll worker inserts a special supervisor card into the machine, enters a pin code, and tells the machine to end the election and tally the votes. The machine will now print out a paper tape uh, summarizing the ballot count. When I cast my votes earlier, my choice of candidate was recorded in the machine's electronic memory. This record of my vote was invisible to me. I, have, I had no way of verifying whether it was recorded correctly or whether it was changed after it was recorded. In this machine, the records were modified by our virus. 
This paper tape printed out by the machine reports the election's result. Uh, and it shows George Washington with one vote and Benedict Arnold with two. Just like you predicted. <laughs> Just as I suspected. Yep, that's what they were talking about. What Clint was talking about is they usually try to make the votes just flip back the other direction, uh, in this case two to one, because there were only three votes. But in the case of modern elections in 2000, their goal was a 3%. Right. Their goal was a 3% margin. And they, they stuck with that 3% buffer until it bit them in the boo-boo in 2016 yeah when trump flipped the tables and won more when than, he wasn't supposed to right more right. than that buffer yes exactly margin mm -hmm. yes in 2012 a group of researchers at argonne national laboratory outside of chicago determined that those electronic voting machines can be easily manipulated in fact i just want to tell you you guys if you would like to see the code We've talked about this before. It's four lines of code. I'm a five-level programmer, okay? We're both level five programmers. We can give you four lines of code that can take the machine and input, change it to a different vote, and output it in five and four lines yeah. of code. Yeah. Let's watch this one. John Warner's full-time job at Argonne National Laboratory is testing the security strength of the world's most sensitive areas. Oh, we do international nuclear safeguards. We break into real security systems. His part-time job is changing the course of fictitious elections on real electronic voting machines that more than a quarter of American voters use. These machines are modularly designed. So you have a touchscreen, that's a module. And when I press the touchscreen, that's gonna send a signal to the CPU. Well, the CPU is gonna respond back with something. And all I did is intercept that communication flow. If I like the vote, fine, let it go through. If I don't, I change it. Warner manipulates voting information on the electronic machines using a small custom-made remote control device. If it sounds simple, that's because it is. We believe that a very resourceful 12 to 13 year old would be able to essentially produce these alien electronics that can hijack the machine. Roger Johnston heads up Argonne's vulnerability assessment team. I think uh, our view of the, at least the voting machines that we've looked at um, is that there really isn't much security thought put into these devices. Johnston says security concerns are not isolated to the way the machines are made. Uh, often the warehouses where these machines are stored have fairly weak security, but almost universally the uh, machines are transported by third-party low-bid trucking companies where there's no background checks on these individuals. Often the machines arrive at a polling place and there's no one to sign for them or to take responsibility for their oversight. So there's quite a, often quite a period of time when these machines could be tampered with. Johnston's group tested two different electronic voting machines out of about 12 different models. Uh, we think that the type of attacks that we've demonstrated on these two machines would probably work on quite a number of other electronic voting machines. But we don't know that for sure. We simply haven't had the opportunity to try. The 2000 presidential election in the United States was decided by several hundred manually entered votes in the southern state of Florida. The recount of those votes and problems in how the ballots were marked fueled a drive to have more electronic voting machines for the next election. Johnson says now, the closer the outcome of an election, the greater the role of just one electronic voting machine. 
Well, in the 2008 senatorial race in Minnesota, Al Franken won by 312 votes. That's one voting machine. Uh, tampering just a little bit with one voting machine could potentially have swung that election the other way. Johnston says the problem is not isolated to the United States. The push for faster calculation of electronic results worldwide is driving up the demand for electronic voting machines. If those machines are not secure, Johnston says, it could cast doubt on the integrity of the election. Kane Fairbaugh, VOA News, Chicago, Illinois. And that's exactly what has happened. Casted doubt on elections. Dominion Voting Systems Officer of Strategy and Security, Eric Coomer, admitted in 2016, vendors and election officials have access to manipulate the vote. That link in our article goes to a PDF file of all this information. But here's just a snippet of it. September 1st, 2016, on Friday, August 26th, during a meeting at the Illinois State Board of Elections, the Vice President of Engineering for Dominion Voting, Dr. Eric Coomer, was asked if it was possible to bypass election systems software and go directly to the data tables that manage systems running elections in Illinois. His response was, yes, if they have access. Dr. Coomer's statement brings to light a very serious issue all voters should understand. Voting systems must be recertified each time they make changes to the hardware or software. Recertification is an expensive and time-consuming process. What Dr. Coomer told the board is that Dominion Voting does not go back for recertification of software when threats to their code are discovered. Rather, they rely on post-election audits and providing ab advice to election jurisdictions about security. I have reviewed all of the recertification documents produced by Dominion, and I do not recall any software adjustments for security purposes. This is the reality of the security of your vote. Software systems that count and record the vote across Illinois and throughout the U.S. are not updated to address security problems, and even if they were, the software can be completely bypassed by going to the data tables that drive the systems. That was according to the Illinois State Board of Elections. And then in February 2021, growing evidence of election fraud revealed that the presidency of the United States had been stolen from the American people. Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, created a never-before-seen report breaking down the evidence and showing exactly how this unprecedented level of voting fraud was committed. This graphic links to the full video. Tonight, we are just going to watch the trailer. Welcome back. Time now to Get Real. It's a Friday. Once again, we're going to change all things up. I invited somebody on to help me out. And in this Get Real, um, we're going to get real about the term election fraud, because if you say it now, the election's over, people attack you. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram bans you. Your friends, your, maybe your friends, strangers, who knows, coworkers will dox you, right? You can't say the phrase. So if you've been watching OAN, and right before this program, you saw a special documentary that was produced by the CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell. He put a lot of money, thought, and time into this. He went around the nation collecting evidence that he believes proves there was voter fraud and election fraud. Whether you believe it or not, and we know what the left's going to say, oh, you're inciting violence by even saying the phrase. No, I think in America you still have free speech. 
So anybody to the left that says that OAN shouldn't be airing this or that we shouldn't even use the phrase or term election fraud, sorry, it's called free speech. So joining me now, the CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell, to wrap our show up today. Mike, we're going to be airing this absolute uh, proof two-hour documentary. It just aired before this program. It's going to air all weekend long. You paid for this. These aren't the views we're expressing on this network. But my opinion is, my personal one's Dan Ball, the host, because I can have an opinion. It's called free speech. Is that, yeah, there was election and voter fraud. The major networks even said there was. They just said not enough to overturn it. But that's the question. We don't know if there's enough because they've never let us investigate and see the servers and see the machines and see the ballots and the envelopes. So tell folks, if they didn't view it yet, what they're going to see in this two-hour documentary that you produced. What they're going to see is something they've never heard before and never seen, and that's cyber forensics footprints. They're going to they're going to see in there, but which country it came from, the ID of the computer, the IP address, where it came over here, the IP address of the computer it broke into here, the actual ID number of the computer, and then how many votes were flipped, whether they got in or not. It's a cyber footprint. It's what the government uses when they, if you did an investigation, this is what you'd be looking for for that night. We have them from November 1st all the way through the election. It shows them a massive attack on our country by China and other countries. China did 60% of this. It was all done through Dominion machines and, and Smartmatic machines. That was the tool they used. And, you know, you said it before there, right at the top of the show here. Since I launched this today, YouTube took it down. Vimeo took it down. Google put out this story, this, uh, this hog story about inventing a pillow or something. We're coming up with a pillow to suppress all the, if you search my Lindell or MichaelJLindell.com where we put up the site. What they do is they push that down so you don't see it. Mm -hmm. But I just bought their I just bought their AdWords. I mean, we're putting new stuff up. You can't suppress it. Ten million people so far have watched this documentary around the world. They're telling me off over in Australia and stuff. They're even trying to take it down there. What? That's kind of strange, huh? Yeah. You know, but you you, you watch this and you will by the you watch this you will see. You'll see the experts that were there, the government insiders that were there, um, generals, colonels. These guys are all there. These were this evidence came out very late. Okay, I got a, I got it January 9th. You know, January 9th. That's why they're going. Well, why did this come out late? Because we all know the election was stalled. It's just that they kept this down. And boy, you mentioned a machine. It's like what? And I've told Dominion. Sue me, you know, now it's too late. It's, everybody knows about it now. Sue me. <laughs> she said sue me, and they did. And they did. And, uh, yeah, so, they, yeah, you're going to go ahead and go on into this other video. Yes. But right before we close, I want to make some final points. Okay. Okay, so right. let's watch this next video because it's really powerful. You can watch the whole Lindell video, and a lot of people kind of lost faith in him because he didn't, show the actual data in terms that everybody was satisfied to see but we as programmers saw enough to see that there was definitely interference yep. and it did come through China which is a point that I'm going to make at the end that will prove that so yep. that it goes all the way back to that 2000 testimony so his his um, video absolute proof focused on the um, hacking of the machines but Dinesh D'Souza uh, 
focused on true the votes geo tracking the cell phone data and the um ballot ballot harvesting yes Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. now we're going to watch that one we have put together i think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of american politics Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold. Accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? (laughs) On one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules in select theaters, May 2nd and 4th. Virtual premiere May 7th. Stream May 8th at Salem Now or Locals. And that is also on our Digging Deepers documentary channel. Um, I have one more that I wanted to share with you, one more trailer. It's from Devolved, a fortified election. Ladies and gentlemen, the plans and preparations for a communist revolution of force and violence are far advanced. The organization behind these preparations has almost unlimited financial resources and it provides both training and leadership based upon years of experience in many other countries. Our enemies are deadly serious about their task and it's nothing short of national suicide 
for us to continue to ignore their plans and their progress. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. What is all this to do with the communist revolution in America? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has everything to do with it because the building of socialism is the communist revolution in America. It represents the process whereby our country can be moved gradually toward communism without the people even being aware of it. No matter what grievance we may have, real or imagined, no matter what national problems we may face, the communists seize upon these as excuses to build socialism. They have one and only one solution for all problems. More government, more government, and then more and more until it's total government. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is the very real prospect of a new world order. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. About what the Clinton administration's foreign policy will be, what this so-called new world order uh, will look like. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. We all talk about a new world order. It is a big idea. A new world order. A new world order, a new set of challenges is confronting us both domestically and abroad. The historic role in trying to make sure that there is, after all, a new world order. And today that new world is struggling to be born. A world quite different from the one we've known. I believe we, and particularly you, your class, has an incredible window of opportunity to lead in shaping a new world order. So folks, if you're not scared by now, then you can't be scared of anything. The time bomb is ticking. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge, a new era. This is the world you are graduating into. And the phenomenal opportunities before us to create a real new world order. The world communist system wants us destroyed. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. Oh, wow. Okay. Whew. That's a good way to finish it off here. So I have just a couple of final points. Then we'll listen. We'll, we'll hear from Tom. He'll finish it off for us with new world order. Yeah. Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. What a great... Do you have anything else to say before we finish? Okay, two points for me here. Uh, first of all, in the very beginning of this, we talked about that 2000 video from the Senate. You saw the really old one with Clint in mm -hmm. there. Uh, and he was testifying that there was cheating going on by the Republicans in Florida. Yep. Do you remember? That was 2000. The presidential election was decided by a few hundred votes in Florida. With the hanging chads. With non-electronic voting means. Right. And the Democrats lost. Mm -hmm. That was a Democratic hearing. 
That was Jerry Nadler, Maxine Waters. Mm -hmm. That was not an open hearing. That was a Democratic hearing on how these Republicans cheated to win the Bush hanging Chad election of 2000. Yeah. And the Democrats were pissed. They weren't going to have it happen again. They got revenge by talking about, in that very interview, you didn't see the full interview. I had the full, not interview, I had the full testimony, or at least a lot more of it, in an original video with Clint, where he was actually testifying to the name of the company, and that company was Diebold. The second point I want to point out is this. Diebold became Dominion. Dominion's patents after Eric Coomer, the one that Andy talked about, the vice president or the president of engineering, In, the one mm -hmm. from Dominion, right? he actually disappeared into thin air. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been found, by the way. And the patents from Dominion for these voting machines, yeah, they're not owned by Diebold. They're not owned by Dominion. They're now owned by HSW China. 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 In China. 2000, in this original video, we'll tie this knot together. In, in 2000, in this very video, where Clint was testifying, mm -hmm. in the very end, he said, well, all I know is this, is that, that there was a Chinese guy that was working for us there, and he was kind of in charge of everything, overseeing uh -huh. and approving everything. And I know that he was selling... Uh, tank secrets, uh, missile, tank missile secrets uh, to the Chinese. So, and these are his words. Again, Clint said, and so uh, this voter thing really is, again, you know, small compared to that, if that's true. And they actually said, well, who's this guy's name? And he said the guy's name, Henry Nee. Mm -hmm. Look up Henry Nee, you will see that he was slapped on the wrist uh, had to pay like a hundred dollar fine for selling tank missile secrets he to the Chinese. He must have had a tank missile tax stamp. <laughs> 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 That's in reference to our last episode. If you weren't on the last episode with us on Truman's Matrix, go ahead and go back, rewind, whatever, go back to the channel and listen to Truman's Matrix. All right, it'll be on there tomorrow morning. Otherwise, yep. this is the ugly truth. Yes. We're talking about the ugly truth of the big lie here. Mm -hmm. And so the last thing they were talking about, all these presidents, and I don't know if Reagan ever said it, but every president from Bush Sr. on, and if you remember... Bush's original job was mm -hmm. director CIA. of the CIA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're never going to be able to trust anyone from the CIA. We should never do that. And since Bush, this nation has been in disaster. Bush. They all said, except they, for one. The only one that didn't was the guy with the orange, the orange man. Right. The orange they man all is said the only new, said world, new order. world order. Right. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and move on into that. And just remember that the um, Devolved series, there's five videos of that, and the 2,000 Mules and the Absolute Proof are all on our Rumble channel, Digging Deeper Documentaries. Okay, so the easiest way to get there is just go to diggingdeepertv.com and go to the On Demand, which is the little uh, video icon yeah. at the top. I think it's uh, blue. 
Yeah. The little video icon at the top, diggingdeepertv.com. Just go to the video icon for the on-demand section, and you'll see all of these documentaries. All right. Let's jam. Here's the problem with America, the country is broken Cause they minds stay closed, but they mouths stay open Get attacked and we blame terrorists, go broken We blame the price, blame racists for the racism But only if his skin is white If we don't need guns, cause we can call the police We don't need fire extinguishers, call the firemen please You didn't wanna build a wall and now the border is weak Your favorite actor has a gate that's like 15 feet Racism is gay if you're offended, that's retarded Intolerance is great until you speak and you're a target If a white man paints his face black, he's a racist piece of garbage But you put him in a dress and he's courageous and He's gorgeous. All these double standards, man, I'm tired of the noise. Freedom's an illusion if they censor your voice. Call a dad a deadbeat for neglecting his boys. But a mom kills a baby and you call it pro-choice. You act like you're so much better than us. Yeah, we know that. Who told you that you're so special? You're a new world order. Your facts ain't facts without censoring us. Yeah, we know that. Good job, you lose. Here's your medal. The flag they try to burn it to the ground Don't do that in front of me, I'ma let off a round pow Scream loud, burn the city down now Put it on the news, make them all feel proud Look, make a system where 85% of black people fill the prison Is it cause they black or they make bad decisions? I ain't good at math, but it seems like it's division Or is it white privilege? I believe politicians need to be locked up Try to take our freedoms, that's how you get shot up Got our back against the wall, try to just stop us More guns, more ammunition, please stock up Election gets rigged, rights get infringed Take this syringe, frighten your kids Show up right where you live Make me want to grab a rifle and just go You act like you're so much better than us Yeah, we know that Who told you that you're so special? You're a new world order Your facts ain't facts without censoring us Yeah, we know that Good job, you lose, here's your medal and everyone blames white folks for every little bitty thing We don't have no one to blame, we take responsibility They tell you be a man, then call it toxic masculinity Then when you act too feminine, they call it white fragility I don't understand trans man with humility I'm just trying to raise my kid the best of my ability If I disagree, you try to cancel, get rid of me You cancer, you can't be the answer, you killing me And I hate white supremacy just as much as you But I ain't feeling guilty for something I didn't do The system's killing everyone, it sucks but it's true They kill you, then they broadcast it Call it the news Or they'll brainwash you through social media feeds And if you disagree, delete you immediately Make America China pretty easy to see I will always remember the land of the free You act like you're so much better than us Yeah, we know that Who told you that you're so special? You're a new world order Your facts ain't facts without censoring us Yeah, we know that Good job, you lose, here's your medal yeah, remember what Putin said as far as the election? Yeah. He said, your election was more secure than your southern border. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth, because... They can't stop us, because we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us. But we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets. The whole world's The Ugly Truth, hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore.